Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo. We're back after a long vacation. Long vacation. Of heartbreak. Of heartbreak. The, uh, our tribe lost. Yeah, sorry. The World Series uh overtook the podcast. It was uh a must it was a must uh must do scenario. I went to some World Series games. You went to some World Series games. We had some ups, we had some downs, ended with a down, but I'm still proud of my tribe. Me too, man. Congratulations to the Cubs. They uh you know. We'll see you next year, Cubbies. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it's one of I'll tell you that Rajay Davis home run was literally one of the greatest sported moments of my entire life. I literally jumped over my coffee table and woke up my uh, household of children. I, I, did, I mean, I did something very similar. I think I, my wife jumped into my arms and I spun around in circles or something. It was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Too. Yeah, I was awesome. like a four-year-old that just won a jackpot of candy. I know. It was amazing. So that's why I love sports. I mean, that's, and that's why we love fantasy football. That's why we love sports. For moments like that, the, the, the feeling that it gives you is just it's just unreal you know what i mean i'm sure people like that collect pokemon cards and they get the best card in the world they probably feel the same way or any other kind of thing that you like into we like sports you listen to the podcast because you like dynasty fantasy football absolutely or the sound of my voice mm, those, both winners those docile sounds well yeah you have a better voice than i do so i'm sure it's probably more your voice i like matt's voice better i mean it's not a competition rich well to me it is everything's a competition okay so um we're back but if it was i'd win <laughs> true story <laughs> we are back um and in the off season we had, a, I had i was able to reach out to some listeners and two to see where the show stands and we got some feedback on the show as well um to see what we could do to make the show better obviously when you join the nerd herd uh you know it's to help to make the site better already those contributions are coming in and paying dividends because we just added two new rankers to the site so make sure you get to dynasty click on dynasty rankings and we added two new rankers matt howes and brandon penny so make sure you get on there and check out their rankings as well can give you more accurate dynasty rankings so now we're up to five may add six may add one more Our buddy chris whitman's interested might want to get him on board nice and uh so those donations are paying dividends we will also be giving away a dynasty nerds t-shirt for the october uh nerd herd giveaway and then this month we're giving away 25 dollar amazon gift card there you go yeah 25 bucks the reason it's an amazon gift card is because you can get anything on amazon literally anything yeah literally anything. you need a wife get to amazon.com you need a bag of poop <laughs> get on amazon.com and they'll even light it on fire for you need that poop reference for this episode absolutely so this week uh this month again all you have to do to join the nerd herd is just go down there click on the donations page all I have to do is donate donate one dollar, enters you into the pool. Absolutely. This week we're giving twenty five bucks. Yeah. Everything that's left over, again, goes right back into the website, goes back into the podcast. So Matt and I this week are gonna talk about some format change to the show. Basically breaking down into segments, a little bit less breaking down the games every single week. Gets pretty like boring and monotonous, I think. A even redundant. For, even for you and I, I mean. So I, I would imagine listening to it kind of gets kind of every like, single week. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, we could do the sell high buy low stashes like that but then get it up to a little bit more segments like today we're gonna do buy low sell high sell focus high. on those guys right. next year next week we're, our show is gonna be based on impending free agents right who to target who not to target so make sure you're turning in next week for that um 
And we'll announce the winner of the Nerd Herd Prize in the middle of the episode, you think? Or should we do it now? Um, I say we wait till the end or maybe the middle, but not right Just now. Just keep listening. Just keep if listening. If you donated, it could be you. It I already know be. who it is. So do I. Oh, good for you. Amazing. Um, so before we get into some of these buy low, sell high guys, as we enter, what are we entering, week nine? Yeah, it's getting up there, yeah. And we're almost in the playoff season. And I've had a rough year in my redraft leagues. I mean, I think we're going into week 10. This we're going to week 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah we already, we've already had nine. Years. My redraft leagues have been a little rough. This is the busiest I've ever been in my entire life, so it's kind of like hurt my redraft. I just haven't had time to focus on those. Okay. You know, Dynasty comes first. True statement. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of hurt my redraft leagues. Well, that happens, man. Yeah. Maybe it's years. time Maybe it's time to cut back. Bro. Have some redraft? Yeah. Well, I'm only in 30 leagues. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, I'm in a league, my ESPN league. Uh, I have the second most points in the league, and my points against is over 150. Like, literally every single week this year, I have faced the highest scoring team. Hey, it's a bummer, man. Twice. Yeah. It's just one of, those, one of those years. But it's okay. Life goes on, right? Indeed. Right? Yes, Rich. Tell me everything it's going to be okay. Will, everything will be okay, just man. Tell me it's going to be okay. So everything we're entering week 10. will be okay for you and for those other people that are in the same boat as you. So this buy low, sell trade comes into effect here because some people have trade deadlines. Right. And those trade, light, trade deadlines are going to be looming pretty soon because we're only a couple weeks away from Turkey Day. I know, man. This is crazy. Gobble, gobble, I mean, gobble. It, it came early this year, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, but still. It, it's still crazy. It's cruising. I mean, the season's going to be over before we know it, and then we're going to get just inundated uh, with rookie talk. Right. No, no, no one else who I got in some of that feedback, too, people were like, I really want you to go back to year one and how you guys covered the rookies. Mm-hmm. Remember how depth and detail we were about every single position? Uh-huh. We're going to bring that back this year. Bringing it back. Yeah. We're, you're going to get the best rookie analysis you've ever gotten in your life. Right. Right? Yeah. Got it. Um, so with the trade deadlines, like how do you feel about trade deadlines in Dynasty Fantasy Football, first of all? Um, I personally think you shouldn't have them. I mean, I think right when the playoffs start, there shouldn't be trades because that will get crazy and, and lopsided and, and throw off the balance of things a little bit. But I think there should be a trade deadline right up to the playoffs, and then as soon as the playoffs are over, or if you're out of the playoffs, you should be able to commence trading again. So the Dynasty Nerds League has been going on for about 15 years, right? Right. And we did. We started off with a November trade deadline for right. like the first like five or six years we had that in there. Uh-huh. And then we eventually voted and abolished the trade deadline up until what you just said, which is the playoffs, start of the playoffs. Right. And we found out that in a Dynasty League, that is a much better solution to have because... Again, this isn't redraft, so you don't have to cut off these trades early. Words Dynasty, it's forever. You should be able to make one final push into the playoffs to work on this trade right before the playoffs start. And albeit, when the playoffs do start, you really shouldn't be allowed to make trades in the playoffs because that's the whole point in the playoffs. The season's over, you're in postseason. Right, absolutely. So we I mean, have, you'd have guys selling out entire rosters just to get one guy, and that's just... I mean, that could still happen, you know, a week before. But once you're actually in the playoffs, everything's set in stone. It just, it it cheapens, I think, the playoffs if you do that. Yeah, you should know what's going on in the playoffs. It Again, cheapens, like, the whole postseason. year. It's like, once you're in, like, if you make this insane move just to win your title, I, I, just, I just don't think that's right. So the biggest reason thing is if you have, like, a trade deadline before the playoffs, just ask yourself why. Like, what's the benefit of that? Like, what are you holding back? Like if you have a really good team, what, why can't you trade a first-round pick next year for a running back that's going to help you make you push to the championship? Right. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid. Again, we, we preach it all the time on the podcast. Don't be afraid to trade those draft picks to make that push. No I matter mean, how excellent next year's rookie class is going to be, 
don't be scared. I mean, I think it, I think it makes the league better when you're able to when you're able to do exactly what you said, like late in the season after a normal trade line a trade deadline would have been passed already. You can make that push, and you know it keeps the. It keeps the, the crappy teams, it gives them a, a better bargaining chip as well. Like, hey, dude, you're about to go in the playoffs. You could really use this old guy that's playing well now but isn't going to give you anything in the future. Like, you need that guy, but I need something. And sometimes it, well. it takes that long, too, for a guy to realize he's finally going to miss the playoffs. Sometimes it takes all the way to the playoffs to realize somebody's going to miss, and you're like, right. you know what? Hey, I'll give you Frank Gore for a second, man. I know he's old. This probably might be his last year even possibly. Mm-hmm. But listen, he can help you. He's playing well. He's mm-hmm. scoring. He's a viable option. Uh, your running back just got hurt, John Doe, whoever it is. So right. It's going to happen to somebody. You can use him. I'll give you a second. It's going to be a late second. and you, It's a win-win situation. It puts you in a position to win your league, and it gives the other guy a very valuable asset in the 17 rookie class, which is a second-round pick. And like we've been saying since the beginning of August, right now maybe you should go out and try and get you know, some second-round picks. Don't be yeah, afraid absolutely. to get some second-round picks there. It's not a bad year at all um, to snag them. So... Before we get into some of these buy low, sell trades, buy low, sell high, mm-hmm. let's talk about just a couple of news and notes from this week. Um, one, Rob Kelly named a starter. Right. Basically, um, um, everything that I've read just says that Jake Gruden's going to actually, he's going to make um, Matt Jones earn it back. And, and Rob Kelly is going to be the, the lead guy until he does. And, and will Matt Jones earn it back? Uh, I think both you and I are on the, have the, of the opinion that he's not going to. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy... We called this back again in September. Right. I think I think you were I was willing to give the guy a chance. I was kind of on the fence. Um you were like, you know, this guy stinks. And I was like, well, let's see what he does with the opportunity. But as it progressed, uh, you know, it obviously started slanting towards he's no good. And remember, this is why when we tell you stuff in September, you just can't like cut bait after like a month. Sometimes it takes 2 months to play out. I love the Rob Kelly. We said that Rob Kelly not only was he just as good as a running back as Matt Jones, but he was also better in the pass protection. Right. Those are, those are I think those were exact words two months ago. Here we are two months later. The first couple months, you know, first month, Rob Kelly did nothing whatsoever. Now he's all of a sudden the starter who's coming off a good game with over 100 yards rushing as well. He had double-digit fantasy points. Now right. Rob Kelly's a starter. So if you took that advice early, it's paying dividends later in the year. Will I mean- it hold off? Maybe, maybe not. I was a Matt Jones owner, and I actually sold him a few weeks back, but... I also picked up Rob Kelly off the, <laughs> off the waiver wire, so now I've got the starter and I sold the guy. So it's kind of that's magic. Uh, yeah, it is total magic. That's dynasty right. magic. Right, and that could all worked out. Just by listening to the podcast, that would have worked out because we said sell Matt Jones, pick up Rob Kelly. So if you did that, you are. I mean, you just literally double dipped. I double dipped. And whatever you get for Matt Jones, and some of these guys, we say again, are right. we going to be right one hundred percent of the time? No, absolutely. No, not. but I bet we're going to be right. 85 percent of the time right most likely yeah because even those long-term plays like derrick henry i mean derrick henry hasn't blown up on the scene yet this year has he no good and speaking of which he might may miss multiple weeks now that we're in the the news and notes section here he may miss multiple weeks with that calf injury yeah and it's just it's it's his run side i mean injuries he's due for injuries and again just not a lot of fantasy points he's touchdown dependent just the way it is right i mean he had a great game he got but he had like 60 yards and there was no catches there was no touchdowns like you know or he did have a touchdown i think uh, he had a good game. i think he had a decent game not this week. not this week but the week before um even will fuller that's kind of calmed down a little bit too absolutely yeah. I, I think he's been nicked up a little bit too yeah so. he's also got uh osweiler throwing the ball Right, which is a bummer. Doesn't help the situation, Not does it? at all. Um, so Rob Kelly, he is a starter now. 
Darren Sproles is a starter now. Right. Um, basically, Doug Peterson came out and said that as of now, he's like the number one guy there. And Like we didn't know that already. Right, absolutely. You mean him getting more carries than Ryan Matthews <laughs> doesn't make him the number one? No, no, no. Ryan's still the man. Mm-hmm. All right. So Darren Sproles, I mean, he's he's not a great in-between-the-tackles runner. That's not his bread and butter, but he's producing. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's somebody I'd probably throw in his cell high list, right? I have him down. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, no, I mean, maybe. Me I, I, may, I may have him in my cell high section. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Now, Jimmy Graham um, making one-handed catches when somebody's literally trying to, like, arm wrestle him in yeah. the back. <laughs> I mean, both of them. Both of his touchdowns last night uh, were of the one-handed variety when, you know, he's basically yeah, one, one arm tied behind his back type of thing. I mean, he's back, right? I have him in one league, and I've just been starting him. Well, yeah, I mean, I I'm, mean, a, I'm just talking about like value wise, like value. His value is creeping back up to where it it was prior to. I mean, he's his knee injury doesn't seem to be affecting him. Which at is all. crazy. That patella tendon is like that's been the death of players. So, like, have we finally reached the age of science where patella tendons you can come back from? I mean, Victor Cruz came back producing. I know it took him two years, but now Jimmy Graham's back after, after a year. After a year, and he looks great. Yeah, so Jimmy Graham. I mean, I mean it might it might be a little bit of the position. He's not, you know, there's probably not a, a quite as much stress, you know, in and out of cuts type yeah. of thing. He's just a bigger guy, and and he's he can some stress blocking though because he's blocking more too. But he's not like cutting in and out of all these cuts on True that story. on that knee. So I mean, it it might be a little bit of that. Um, who knows though? But we might we may have reached that age of science. Would you trying to buy Jimmy Graham? Would you try to sell Jimmy Graham? Like, what do you do with Jimmy Graham? Like, I think his value went from almost zero, zero point zero to like, all right, this guy could be a top five fantasy tight end for the next three years. I mean, if you were able to um, buy him low already, then you're you're you know you're like a pig in in crap. You're happy. So um, I don't think right now where it stands, you can you can expect to buy him. I think no. now his his value is already creeping up too high. Well, I mean, age, situation. I mean, we can, but the price is probably too high. Would you pay a seventeen second for Jimmy Graham? I would give up a t- yeah. Would you? Yeah. I'm sad. I debate that only because the tight end class is so strong. Next I would a hundred percent give up a two two thousand. I would have to debate a first round pick. I wouldn't have to think twice. Less. About a second. It's about a second. Even if it was a high second, I wouldn't care. Wouldn't care. No. Hmm. I don't know. I have to think about that. that. Now you're getting into the old debate of proven versus unproven. For yeah. me, he's so proven, and he's come back and shown me enough this year that he's back enough to, to I'm good. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, absolutely for a second. Okay. I, w- I would probably do a first depending on, on when I was. Really? I probably would. Of a second, of a seven, in 17? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of shocking, actually. I would, I mean, like a late, if you know, like me thinking, hey, I'm going to win a championship. I need Jimmy Graham. He's I 29 would. years old. Nah, you're probably getting at least three more years out of him yeah. with a year off. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I guess I could live with that. I probably wouldn't do, I probably would do the second. I probably, I definitely would not do it first. Definitely. It's just me. It's just See, little old me. You know, I'd, I'd probably be the one getting the, the deal done and you probably wouldn't. That's all right. Deal you'd, be, maker. you'd be lowballing somebody, and I'd be winning a championship with my my first round pick. I'll be over at Rob Gronkowski still doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't need you, Jimmy. That's all right. Would you would you give up a seventeen first for Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, yeah, I know. So would anybody? Would you give up? Okay, here's a, here's a question. Would you give up a seventeen first and a seventeen second? Would you give no? 
Better question. Would you give up your entire 17 draft class for Rob Gronkowski? No. You wouldn't? No. I would. Well, good for you. You're a man crush with him. You know, just, I don't know. He's just so damn good. He is good. But that's it's, a lot, man. Whole draft. I mean, it's a, I mean, the first, second, and third is all that really matters. True statement. So, I mean, other in this year's draft class, you'll be able to get value in the fourth and the fifth. But I'm just saying it's essentially getting with the first, I'm second. I'm still waiting for that first-round draft pick. Um, for Alshon? For, for Alshon I'm offer. Still, I'm still. <laughs> By the way, while we're talking. My team is uh, not doing so good in that league. I know. I made all those trades for those wide receivers, and not one of them has panned out. Yeah, that's sucks. And I gave up my 17-second for him, too. And now my 17 seconds looking pretty sexified. Yeah. Bastards. That's all right. Moving on. Um, so here's a guy who's going to get us into our topic of sell low. I can't, why, can't, why am I missing this? Am I dyslexic? You are today. Sell high, buy low. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I got you. Um, JJ. Okay. Okay. So JJ over the last three weeks is pretty much halfway over 1,000 yards rushing in three games. Um, pretty impressive. Coming off last week, another solid game. Over 100 yards rushing, mm-hmm. looking really good out there, looking like a solid running back, and he's young. We know his knee situation. We know where he stands for that. You know, pretty much running on one knee, doesn't know how long he has in the future. Right now, he can help you win right now, which is what's most important. What do you do if you're a J.E.J.I. owner? Um, I think, me personally, I'm going to sell high on that guy. I think the exact same thing. Yeah, um, I think you know he's he's tearing up the league. Ever he's like the flavor of the week, and for the reasons you already you already mentioned about the knee, and I just I think I think it's too much of a risk to hold on to the guy. I think this is a great time to sell and just get out from underneath your shares because literally, I mean, think about how 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 you felt before, you know like earlier in the year with this guy, and he was just getting sporadic playing time, and you were pretty low. And and now to have him so so high, I think it's a, I think it's just a great time to get out from underneath him. Yeah, he's producing now. Obviously, if right. you're making a championship push and you need him because he's well, only your running back, right? Right. But even then, I'm, I might try and get like another suitable running back and like a pickback. And again, JJ might be good for the next year and a half. But we did a running back code episode not too long ago about how many running backs actually finish multiple years as a running back one. It's not many, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And JJ is just a ticking time bomb as it is. Again, this isn't saying he's a bad running back. We liked him coming out in college a lot. We mm-hmm. really did like him until all the news reports came about his knee. And with Miami right now, they're going to ride him. He's a running back. They've already know? said that, that they're not, gonna wait. they're not going away from him. Yeah, basically. so I mean, they're going to put a lot more pressure on that knee. They, they try to get another running back in the offseason, off so there's no doubt in my mind they're probably going to at least get somebody where he's going to be the starter next year, but they're going to draft somebody no matter what. And I bet they draft somebody in the top five rounds with this running back class. And there's no reason to think that somebody can't come in and outbeat him. But not only that, it's just he's an injury away from just losing his job forever. I, so I agree. I like yeah. JJ. I just think the value right now is so good that you might be able to get a 17 first for someone that's desperate for a running back help. Maybe they had CJ Anderson. You know, maybe they had, you know, these running backs that are getting hurt. Maybe they were desperate to plus say, hey, one, JJ is young, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's young. Right. So. You can get him. It's, a, it's like you can make that case saying, hey, I'm not giving you some old guy. I'm giving you essentially like a rookie pick. I'm just asking for your 17 first and back. And back. This guy's going to help you. Remember, cheap car sales been pitched. Kick those tires, man. Get that, the, scuff up them shoes. Don't even go in there saying, don't go in with the tactic of saying, hey, this guy's going to, could help you win a dynasty championship. You go in there and say, hey, 
This guy's going to win you a dynasty championship. This guy is the piece yeah. that's going to win you. Yeah. You know that trophy that I'm not going to win this year? You are going to win it with this move. Okay? Everybody else is going to be on the outside looking in. You could be a champion. Do you not want to be a champion? Everybody, Do you not want to be a champion? Everybody wants to be a champion. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be a champion? Well, we have a guy in our league that I feel like he doesn't want to be a champion with the moves he's, he the moves he makes. I'm not sure who you're referring to. I'm just a guy that sells his draft classes for old turds. <laughs> um. So, JJ, we both agree that you should be selling JJ, right? right? Yep. We're two for two on that one. Yep. Virtual high five. So, let's get in some guys that we believe um, you should buy low or sell high. But before that, let me announce the Nerd Herd giveaway. Woo-hoo. So, the winner, remember, these are all the people that donated at least a dollar into the Nerd Herd Fund monthly. The best way to do it is just do an annual donation once a month. Sure. And, just, and it automatically takes it from your bank account and puts it into the nerd site. Be like Scrooge McDuck over here. <laughs> um, again, all that money that does come in, we do promise none of it goes into our pockets. It literally goes right back on the website. Yep. We're three and a half years in. I've still literally not made one single dollar from DynastyNerds.com. Pretty amazing. It's but awesome. tr- But true. That's how I define success. Mm-hmm. So this month, this month's winner of the Dynasty Nerds t-shirt is Drew Osinchuk. All right. If Drew. I pronounce it wrong, Drew... Well, get a more easier last name to pronounce. Um, but I will be emailing you to get your size and color what you want and just get that hand ready for the intake of high fives you're about to receive for the most comfortable T-shirt in the world. Oh, I love yeah. when I get the emails, too, after people buy shirts and they're like, dude, I thought you were like just trying to be like a good salesman on the shirts to sell them. He's like, but you weren't lying, dude. This is like the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. I'm like, why the hell would I lie on my podcast? Like, I'm not a sales. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Right, right. I mean, I guess I am technically, but just, you know. They are super fr- – they're – they're super comfy. Yeah. Almost dropped an F bomb there. <laughs> super <laughs> F and comfy. Wow. So, Drew, you will know for sure about the uh, Dynasty Nerd shirt, and uh, we'll be sending you one for free simply from just helping out the site. Again, you have a site, we want to show love back. And this month, we're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card. So, you can buy whatever you want. And if you want, you don't have to take that. I will make this assumption too. If you don't want the $25 gift card, we'll give you a Dynasty Nerd shirt instead. Sure. Either one. They're both a $25 value. They are so it's the like same you're cashing brand. out that Amazon gift card. For we'll throw the Amazon card in, into another giveaway some other time in the future. Alrighty. We'll think of some more stuff to give away for the following month. All right. So moving on, so buy low, on. sell high. Now I want to start this off with two guys that I think it's funny. And before that, let me get let me say um, our ADP is not back up yet. Kyle's going to start doing that as we get closer to the off season. It's not the end season. Harder to get people to do it apparently uh, when football first starts. So Kyle's going to be back in that. So I use our friends. At DynastyLeagueFootball.com, DLF. Right. Um, I'm using their deal, their ADP for October. Sure. So shout out to our guys at uh, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. You know, probably arguably a fantastic Dynasty site as well, correct? Absolutely. We're very friendly with those guys. Yeah. So no problem to uh, pimp their site as well. But I just want to say we're using their ADP here for some examples. And the first thing that stood out to me for October ADP, this is 2016 ADP of October. That just passed one month ago. Just happened. Okay. That, Michael, that just happened. Michael Floyd has ADP of 45, which is pretty good, right? Um, Sure. John Brown has ADP of? Where's he at? I can't. Oh, 52. That's Ooh. seven spots after. Right. And that's after six mock drafts. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. That makes no. How does that even? Like, who are these people doing these mock drafts? <laughs> Who are these people? It must be Michael Floyd's like brother and <laughs> sister. And <laughs> yeah, did he go like number one overall in <laughs> one spot? Is that what it was? Like, 
Don't worry, baby. I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the first pick in a dynasty startup draft, uh, Mrs. Floyd, who do you take? <laughs> I'm taking my boy, Michael. He did go 38th twice, which really bumped him up. He's going to be a free agent next year and show everybody mm-hmm. who's boss. Miss Floyd, do you, do you not know that most receivers that leave in free agency do not find success? Well, my son's coming from Notre Dame. He's one of the most successful, one of the most successful schools out there. You know they just lost a Navy, correct? Uh-huh. Well, my Michael wouldn't have lost a Navy. Okay, Miss Floyd. We're okay. going to gag you now. Um, right. get, so out, Mike- get out of here, Mrs. Floyd. <laughs> Please. So, so Michael Floyd. Don't come back. <laughs> To me, that's telling me that Michael Floyd still has value in the dynasty community. And if, yeah, if he does, then you should definitely be selling high on that guy. I would be selling him extremely high. Yeah. I mean, 45 to me is like, okay, I can get a second round pick. I mean, a a 45 pick in a dynasty startup is essentially worth, I mean, you would imagine a first. You're not going to get a first for Michael Floyd. But there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get a second round pick. And you should take that second round pick and you should skip to my loo down the street. Humming this, your favorite song and thinking of favorite things like wearing a Dynasty Nerd shirt and winning Dynasty championships mm-hmm. because Michael Floyd has shown me that he is never going to be a successful fantasy football receiver. His roller coasters of going up and down, up and down, dropping balls, running bad routes, it's just been too much for me for four years. Four years. It's a lot. Yeah, this was a, a lot, year man. that I expected Michael Floyd to come out and have a good year, even though I thought John Brown was going to be the starter. Uh, and Larry Fitz, it's just shown me that Michael Floyd is never going to have long-term success, success, something that you can rely on and be a reliable fantasy receiver. And if he's the 45th overall player in Dynasty startup mock drafts, then you need to get out while you still can, while he still holds a value. As you yawn over there. Hey, excuse me. Yes, I totally agree. I'm sleepy. You ranted on too long about Mrs. Floyd, I think. It's election day. I, I got to give out my <laughs> I got to give out my speeches here. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, definitely get out from underneath this guy. Vote no on Michael Floyd. So True, true statement. Yeah, I mean, even like, I mean, the only thing I would, the only thing I could possibly see, right, of holding on to him for would be that he is a free agent and like he's going to sign somewhere and probably get paid a couple bucks. And you're like, then that might be a good selling point too in the off season, right? So maybe you throw it out there where, hey, anybody want Michael Floyd for a second? Nobody says no. Then you just hold off until the off season until he signs somewhere. That might give him, it's most likely going to give him a boost. Because you see that a lot too, right? People sign somewhere and they get a boost. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times it doesn't work out. Um, I totally agree. A lot of times it does not work out. But on the other hand, I would buy John Brown at 52. Um, 52 is a, yeah, it's a nice little buy there. I also had um, J.J. Nelson as a buy. I just think that um, he's kind of emerging there. And with, with he started Flo- in three receiver sets. Right, and, and with Floyd being an impending free agent, Larry Fitzgerald's getting up there in age. I think both those guys are nice little buys for the future. I mean, you say, you know, John Brown's 52. I mean, I'm going to have to scroll down, I'm guessing, quite a bit to find Oh, quite a bit. I'm sure he's going down quite a bit. Yeah, find out where J.J. Nelson's at. And, he, and he's viable as like a wide receiver four, which isn't terrible. But the big problem I would have with that is once Larry Fitz is gone, we don't know what he's going to do after this year, is they're still going to need a big body receiver, which is telling me they're either going to sign one or draft one. Because, I mean, you're never going to go out there and start J.J. Nelson and John Brown as your one-two receiver, right? I mean, conventional wisdom would say no, but I think, I think for, what, um, for what Bruce Arians wants to do, he's a nice fit, man. He gets downfield. Oh, really well. So, I mean, uh, I think he's a guy that they can, they can end up – he could be a producing, a producing guy for a while. Okay. 
even I'm, yes, I agree. I, like I agree. I agree that they definitely need to get um, you know, bigger, bigger guy once those two guys are done. Yeah, we had it on our um buy low episode before it was like the sneaky starts it was like when we had a guest appearance on the show for the first time he mentioned jjl jj nelson so just just to throw it out there jj nelson is 246th on the adp so i mean he that's like super low it's you like can, free 99 yeah you can get him super cheap so like a fourth round pick probably man yeah i'd do that for a fourth right. i mean i'd at least move in on the owner and say hey you know, I'd like to spot start J.J. Nelson. Sure. You know, and he might be thinking, hey, this guy's a sucker. He's trying to buy him while he just poured up a, a fantasy game. But Bruce Arians likes him, and he likes him a lot, and he's young. So I can get down with that. Um, You got a, you got one for me over there on your list? Um, uh, Yeah, sure. The um, I think we kind of already mentioned this guy, but um, Frank Gore as a, as a sell high. Just because, I mean, the guy's actually, he's producing really well. And... Obviously, he's older than dirt. So, I mean, if you can get out from underneath that guy for somebody that's trying to make that playoff push, I think he's a perfect sell high. I mean, I think that's pretty no brainer. Yeah, I'm but, sure people are probably listening going, hey, it's a no brainer. But unless the guy made a move in your league, then it's not a no brainer. Some of these guys are seem like no brainers, and you need that little push to get you going. Like, okay, yeah, he's right. I should sell Frank Gore. Right. That's why I just wanted to mention. I mean, what if so. you can get a third round pick for Frank Gore? I'd, I mean, that I, I would definitely take a third round pick. I would take any. I mean, I would take pretty much anything for Frank Gore after this, you know, if especially if I'm a guy that's not contending. If I'm not contending, I'm taking anything I can get. If I'm somewhat of a contender and I can get by, because, I mean, face to facts, we're almost through the bye weeks here. We got a couple more bye weeks here. Right. I think three more weeks of bye weeks. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if you have two viable running backs and you can buy anything Frank Gore, then, yeah, you want to get out from under him and get some value in return. Any value possibly can because, listen, the Colts are going to draft a running back next year. They might possibly draft one in the first round, which they should draft an offensive lineman, but they might draft one in the first round. They could take a Dalvin Cook, right? right. Absolutely. I mean, how sexified is that if you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield of Indianapolis? And that turf and just, ooh. Oh, my in, goodness. In the dome on the turf. That's like one of the scenarios I see. I'm like, ooh, where could Dalvin Cook go? I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. if he goes to Indianapolis, that'd be kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where Leonard Fournette goes, he's going to be great. I just, I like, over the last, like, week and a half, I've, been diving into these rookies to kind of get a little uh little taste you know speaking of which uh there was an interesting note now that we just mentioned um rookies it seems like um clemson has already come out and said that uh, mike williams and deshaun golson are going pro sean watson sean watson sorry are going pro yeah they, they're they're gonna walk at this senior right game so it's just an interesting it, it's it's not that it's not usual that they that this kind of stuff comes out this early i so. think ohio state did that for a couple guys like a year or so ago too. Did they? It was senior day and they let a couple guys that they knew were going to come like not come back. It's a nice trend. I like it because it, for us it's just, you know, I mean we we had already thought that they would, but it's nice to get the confirmation. Yeah, and there's a lot of talk about Mike Williams being the number 1 rookie receiver mm-hmm. out of Clemson. Yeah. I will make a little pre-notion right now. He's not my number one rookie receiver. Oh, okay. Just a little too many drops for me. That's all. Okay. Really good receiver. Right. This, as of right now, from like early analysis, a little bit too many drops for me. Okay. But he's a really good receiver. I really like Corey Davis out of Western Michigan. He's a stud. Right. He's I, a stud. Yeah, total. So he's one of my favorite receivers. There's just so many. I haven't dug, I haven't dug in deep on anybody yet. There so are I'm, so. I'm going to reserve my, my judgment till later. I just feel like I, I, some people want say this rookie 17 class have kind of taken a hit a little bit, you know, like some of the running backs haven't done as well. But I, to me, I the more like I look into it, like I said about the tight ends, like you had the tight ends, you have some good quarterbacks, you know, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser, Brad Kaya, Mitch Trubisky. Ooh, mentor zone. 
Yeah. If anyone wants to know, I live in Menor, Ohio. Yes, you Mitch do. Trubisky is from Menor, Ohio. Uh-huh. My neighbor coached him. Whoa. I was like, oh, you got it in. I was talking. We went trick-or-treating. We did the kids trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor's the athletic director for Menor Schools, and he coached Trubisky. And I'm like, you know, your boy uh, Trubisky is being talked about with potential number one overall. And he's like, oh, wow. He didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's pretty good. He's like, he's the second best quarterback ever coached. I'm like, oh. Okay. Wow, who's the first? Was, I can't remember the name. Oh, the name wow. wasn't Mitch Trubisky. Right. So, obviously, I'm a Mitch Trubisky fan because everything's better in Menor. Sure. You live pretty close to Menor, right? Pretty close. Might as well be a Mennorite. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, moving on. So, that, that's a good one. I have a guy that's sell high that I've been, I've been telling you to sell high on in two, for two years. And but it's going to be pretty hard to do right now because he's on IR. Eddie Lacy. Fat Eddie, man. Fat Eddie is 25 years old. But the reason I have him is he's, at, he's 53 on ADP right now, right? So he still holds value. He's ahead of guys of, like, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Alan Hearns, Tyler Eifert, um, Jameis Winston, Duke Johnson. Who would you rather have right now, Duke Johnson or Eddie Lacy? Give it to me straight, kid. Um, Tough one? As you rub your... Stubbly chin on the Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Uh, sorry for the dead air there, but I, I don't know. I, I don't really. Tevin like Coleman or Eddie Lacy? Tevin Coleman. Okay, well, Tevin Coleman's even farther down than Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I've only been saying it for two years that Eddie Lacy's touchdown dependent. Right. He's not going to win you any fantasy games. He's just an average fantasy running back. Not a bad NFL running back. He's just an average fantasy running back at best. He's what, an average fantasy running back. What do you think? Where do you think Fat Eddie's going to be next year? I, it ain't going to be in um, Green Bay. I don't think so either. Unless, yeah. he, unless he takes a discount because nobody else wants him. He's going to sign somewhere. Right. And there's so many teams that need running backs, you know what I mean, that he can go to. But, so, like, fat running backs? like Some people like fat running backs. Well, maybe he goes, maybe he goes back on that P90X. He comes in, like, semi-fat. He got fat again pretty quick, man. That's what fat people do. Yeah. No offense if you're a fat person, but it's usually you get fat again. All right? But, I mean... That's I mean, we're fine. human. Like, That's the fine. older you yeah. get, the more fat you get. Just kind of, well, we're American. We're American. <laughs> so, like, the older you get, the, the, the more fat you get. We were just talking about, because like, 20-year high school reunion coming up about, like, oh, where are those chicks now? And, like, most of them are probably got a little fatter. Yeah, I guess, but. Uh, it's just an American thing to do, right? I mean, I guess, but this guy's a professional athlete. I, you know, like, I don't know. We have a lot of overseas listeners, like, in Europe and, too, and Australia and all that, and I. I guarantee they're all listening right now going, that's right, Richard Metz, you are fat Americans. Well, I'm not. Well, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. It's just in our DNA. Um, so, t- I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know, man. I don't think But you can't be. sell now because he's on IR. Right. You're not going to get any return. But, but I bet you I bet you could still get a 17 second for Eddie Lacy. Yeah, you? you probably could. Do you think you're selling yourself short? Because I don't. Uh, I would probably take it, to be honest. Yeah, I would, too. One, you don't know where he's going to be, anyways. Right. You know they sign who signs him if they're going to even start him as sign him as a starter. What kind of money he's going to get? Because he is kind of a one-dimensional running back. I think you could get a seventeen second for Eddie Lacy. I'd be selling that, and I'd take that. I take that with a smile, sure. and just knowing that I'm going to get a quality young player in the future for Eddie Lacy. And then even if I get like a PPR running back, they're probably going to put the same numbers as Eddie Lacy anyways if he's not scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So here I am again, years later, still saying get out from Tubagoo. Get out, get out. And you agree out. with me this time. I agree, yeah. About time. Yeah. I, I feel like I was, I've been on board with that one for a while. I don't know. I just feel like you're always against me. I'm not against you, man. No, we do agree more than we disagree. I know. Which is weird. Probably better if we had like a little uh, Skip Bayless and whoever 
Shane Sharp? Don't ever. I, I hate both those turds. Oh, so. I don't like Shane Sharp at all. How that guy's in an analysis, I have no idea. Skip is the worst. He is the worst. So yeah. I haven't watched him in decades, but whatever. He's terrible. Um, so Eddie Lacy, sell that tub of goo. Okay, so here's another guy that's a sell high uh-huh. type of guy. Give it to me. Um, Christine Michael. I think Kristen Michael. Kristen Michael. Christine. He spells it like Christine, so I read it. It's like Kristen Christ- Michael. Yeah. I know when we came as rookie year, we got tons of tweets like it's pronounced Kristen. But I'm gonna call him Christine because okay. that's how he spells it. Okay. Christine Michael. So, Mr. Michael, mm-hmm. you're going to sell him because why? Well, I mean, I just think they're starting to get um, CJ Precise involved a little bit more. I've snapped him last week. Absolutely. Um, but there's one fancy point. Right. He was on my sneaky starts list he for my radio show. One fantasy point? Yes. So, yeah, but <laughs> but that combined with the fact that Thomas Rawls is going to be coming back. And he's going to be the starter. He's going to be the starter. Christine Michaels kind of tapered off here from being shot out of a cannon to kind of like dribbled out of a uh, BB gun. He's back to being Christine Michael. Yeah. So I, I just think that um, if you can get somebody that maybe doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> or or isn't on to the trend that, you know, he's getting outsnapped by other guys. Cause he did maybe actually, you can get Thomas Rawls. He did actually score a touchdown, you know, this week. So he, it's not like he, if somebody's looking at just the numbers, he didn't like put up horrible he has numbers. numbers yeah. Right. He didn't put up horrible fantasy numbers. So I, I mean, um, I would definitely just try to make the move on him before this thing bottoms out and you got nothing in return for Christine Michael. Which again. goes back to where he was before for the right. former first-round rookie pick right? who now holds some value. Right. Again, a 17-second. That, that would get it done for me. But me too. I, yeah. So, so if somebody needs running back at all, I'm looking at my teams. I'm looking at teams that need running back help. I'm going through my league, and I'm saying, okay, who needs a running back? I have Christine Michael. Who needs a running back? Boom, boom, boom. I'm sending every single team a trade offer for a 17 rookie round, 17 second rookie round pick. Hopefully, I get a bite. Right. And then, speaking of which, I mean, you might as well put Thymus Rawls on the buy list because when he comes back, he's going to be the starter there. I agree. You can definitely just throw him on the buy list. So you can get Thymus Rawls. He has ADP right now of Thymus Rawls 75. That's pretty fair. He's ahead of Tevin Coleman, so people still value him, um, which is pretty nice. He's ahead of Kristen Michael. Kristen Michael does have an ADP of 82. Right ahead of guys like Isaiah Correll, Tyler Boyd, Travis Benjamin, Jordan Howard, Spencer Ware. I'd much rather have Spencer Ware, Isaiah Correll, uh, and Jimmy Graham is right there at 89 than Kristen Michael. I agree with all three of those. What if you get Jimmy Graham for Kristen Michael? That'd be redonkulous. Giggity goo. Yeah. Um, so here on my list, speaking of uh, tight ends, Tyler Eifert has a uh, dynasty ADP right now of 62. What do you feel about Tyler Eifert? I've always kind of felt that um, he was injury prone, and I was kind of concerned about that. And then he had that monster year, and I kind of, I had kind of had to eat crow a little bit there. And then he went and got himself injured in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so um, I was, I totally, I felt totally redeemed. Um, but that, that's my. I think he's a really talented player, and I think he gets injured a lot. He's only twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, is ADP of 62 right ahead of like Sean McCoy, DeMarco Murray, Greg Olson? I feel that's pretty fair. Like, I want to say. Yeah, I don't think that guy is. is I don't think his value is wrong it, either. And I want to say buy, but I feel like the value is there. Um, 
the tight end crop is still right what it was. We thought the tight end crop would take a big, like a get a little bit more average this year, which we did see CJ Fedorowicz take a big leap this year. Dennis Pitta is right. back this year producing really well. And again, we do have that really good crop of rookies. Dennis Pitta is still, a, I think, even though he's producing, is still a guy that you could probably buy low on. You think so? I do. I well, think he plays the Browns this week, and the Browns give up more fantasy points tight ends than anybody in the history of mankind. I think if you if you play it up right with the owner, you know, hey, this guy is literally a ticking time bomb. It's only a matter of time before he busts his hip again. I just need somebody to get me through the playoffs or something like that. If you sell it the right way, you may be able to buy this guy low. Yeah, who under the age of 80 breaks their hip twice? Exactly. Dennis Pitta. Right. But, yeah, he's a buy. Max Williams, remember that guy? Uh, who? You know, the former second-round pick in the NFL? Yeah, I do. Uh, the number one tight end off the board? Yes, remember that I, guy? Yeah, I remember. What's his value in the dynasty community? Pretty much nothing. A sandwich, right? Yeah. A sandwich. Mm-hmm. A nice, delicious sandwich. Not a poop sandwich. No, like peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter jelly? Yeah, whatever. Whatever you like on there. I like peanut butter jelly sandwiches. All right. One of our uh, good friends, every time he has a birthday party for his son, Lincoln, uh, his wife always makes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the kids. And then you eat them. I always eat two of them every time. She mm-hmm. knows. She, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing now. She just knows. I'm like, it's like, you and your peanut. I'm like, yeah. Because so, I don't eat them very often. Right. It's a tasty treat. Don't it, get me they're wrong. so... If you haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in, say, over two years, which is feasible right now. We're all grown men sure. or women, right? Right. So that if you definitely if you don't have kids, there's probably a pretty good chance that you haven't had yourself a nice, big, hearty PB&J in some time. Am I correct? Uh, totally correct. Pause, pause the podcast. Go to the kitchen. A little P&P. You might have to go to the supermarket because you might not have peanut butter on hand. You might not have jelly on hand. And make yourself a fresh peanut butter and jelly sandwich and thank me later on Twitter. Right on. Because they are so... And every time I have one, which is usually once a year at the birthday party, um, I'm like, why don't I eat these more often? They're so good. They're tasty, man. It's got to be creamy peanut butter, right? Yeah. Tell me you're not a chunky guy. No, you can't do chunky. That's like one of the, like I'm like you a get, human. You like, stuck ch- in my teeth and like hit the roof of your mouth all goofy. It defeats the whole tenderness and right. softness of the delicious PB and J, like right. and that crunch to it. Right. And listen, I'm a human garbage disposal. Besides like blue cheese, cottage cheese, I mean, I pretty much like everything. <laughs> like if you're like, hey, you like Mexican? I'm like, oh, I love Mexican. Do you like sushi? It's one of my favorite foods in the world. I love sushi. You like pasta? Oh my god, I love pasta. You like pizza? I can eat it every day. <laughs> I love food. Chunky peanut butter? Not so much. Easy there, there, Fat Eddie. Push yourself away from the buffet for a minute. Well, I don't like sweets very much, which is kind of weird, though. Like, I don't like chocolate. That's, that's completely bizarre, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I like chocolate cake. I do not like chocolate ice cream at all. And like, I eat, like, like for like, you know, Halloween, you get those like, little miniature candy bars. Sure. Like, I eat one of those, like, for Snickers. Like, they're good. It's just, I can't, that's... Too much chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a cookie guy. I'm not like, you know, I don't eat sweets really. Unless Mm. they're Mike and Ike's. Like, oh, I love those. That's it. And we're we're back back to the show. (laughs) Moving on. So here's a guy that I got to buy Uh, Theo Riddick. Has ADP of 106. So this is a a buy low. This is a buy low. We've moved on. Yeah. Theo Riddick has a, he's only 25 years old, Mm -hmm. right? He has ADP of 106. That is so. Low, take Kristen Michael, who is a much higher ADP, and get Theo Riddick. He's a pass catching twenty six year old, twenty five year old running back that's going to produce for a really long time, and he looks good with the ball in his hand. He just looks good. He's a good 
running back. His ADP behind Amir Abdullah can't stay safe. His, his ADP behind Matt Jones. Matt Jones has an ADP of 97. Theo Rick has 106. Redunculous, man. Yeah, that's that really is. I mean, Jarek McKinnon's got a higher ADP than him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's got a higher ADP than him. ADP than him. Jordan Howard, Tyler Boyd. These are guys that I'd much rather have Theo Rick. Something that you could start on a weekly basis. Theo Riddick has an ADP of 106, and he's something you can start every single week in your running back position. I'm, I mean, I'm curious to know what his ADP was like earlier in the season when he was, I guess, doing better and playing. True. He's, he's been a little bit nicked up, correct? That is true. So I'm, I'm guessing that's, I mean, his ADP has probably dropped, I mean, which, which makes a great buy situation. Yeah, so that's, and that's where we're going off right, right. now. Like, right. what, not what to buy last week or what. You know, this it's right now. Mm-hmm. His ADP right now is this, this is what it is. People are down on Theo Riddick. Get out there while the iron is still hot. There you go. Does that even make sense? That's no, because it's strike while the iron's hot. But but the iron's not hot. It's dull. So you want to strike, right? Sure. What you said. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> these sayings. These phrases. These these word things. Phrases. Well, what's the one? Why buy the cow? <laughs> Why buy the cow? You can have the sex for free. <laughs> That's what my grandpa told me. <laughs> That's what my grandpa told me. Um, give me a guy on your list while we're banging cows. <laughs> cow banger. Um, what about a guy? Uh, <laughs> sorry. What about um? What about Jarvis Landry? I feel like this guy. I mean, I'm not sure that the ADP will reflect it right now. Uh huh. But I feel like he's had a down few weeks here. It's been a few weeks. Um, where the guy's not really producing like that that those big catch numbers or anything like that. There might just be a little bit of a buying, you know, situation there for me. I don't know. His October ADP is seventeen. He's one spot ahead of Des Bryant. He's twenty three years old. He's a PPR monster. Adam Gase came out this week saying, Hey, we have not been throwing Jarvis Landry the ball too much. We need to throw him the ball more. That's on me. It won't happen again. Well, then forget what I just said. And how about Devontae Parker as a buy low? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, like, interesting. I love Jarvis Landry. I really do. I think he's a stud. Like, just for, like, for fantasy football-wise, right. he's just a stud. Because he catches ball. He catches a ton he of ball and he produces. Right. Doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, but I'm okay with that. Um, Devontae Parker, you know, I really thought he came back from injury his first week, put up a huge game. He's been on the back of a milk carton ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And they keep coming out and saying that he's not 100%. That he's not 100%. But, I mean, the numbers, he's playing, and, and he's just putting up crap numbers every week. So um, I think that that will, will definitely produce a, a, a good buy situation but here. But isn't that why they drafted Leonte Carew? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, um, any who I'm still with you because I think everybody's down on Devontae Parker, and I agree with you. I'd buy Devontae Parker, okay? Because I feel like you can get him for a 17 second, right? I think at this point, which is great value, I got him for Matt Jones. That's who I traded Matt Jones for. Tremendous value, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that's I mean, that's a good bump even in ADP, Matt Jones for Devontae Parker. So, I, I think I did well just from that standpoint, mm-hmm. um. But I, th- I, I think right now everyone's down on him. So just He's got an ADP of 31, which is pretty good, ahead of uh, Doug Baldwin, ahead of Jordy Nelson, ahead of Melvin Gordon, which I do want to make this note. Speaking mm. of news and notes, after last week's game, no one before was like, oh, I might sell Melvin Gordon this oh, offseason. He finally flipped, huh? Listen, he was running between the tackles good. He was bouncing outside good. He's getting better every single Making week. Making big plays now, too. Yeah, he's a top five mm-hmm. dynasty running back. Mm-hmm. And that's with Leonard Fournette coming in. Because Leonard Fournette's going to be ahead of him. But, I mean, that's where he is. Right. I mean, he 
Last week, he looked terrific. I am so stacked to own him and Le'Veon Bell on the same team. That's right on. Yeah. Stacked. Just a little me action. Just want to say that because before I was like, you know, maybe you should think about selling the offseason. I've checked that. I've put it in reverse. Don't sell. Hold on to and make a run for championships with Melvin Gordon by your side. Moving on. Moving on. Um, What do you think about this is like a guy for a buy low? Robert Woods with an um, ADP of 166. I had kind of almost the opposite feel. You think sell because he's coming this big 10 catch he, week? Yeah, he's coming off a big 10 catch week. Um, This is probably going to be the best you're going to see out of Robert Woods. I'm not a big Robert Woods fan. I actually had him in a league this uh-huh. year and cut him. I, I didn't even like, I didn't even try to trade him. I cut him. Ah, says a bad job out of you. Um, I, here's what I think of Rob. I I think he could it was, just be one of those guys. In my defense, it was before Sammy Watkins went down. Okay. So I mean, there was no way for me to know that he was getting on being the de facto number one here in in Buffalo. But the guy just hasn't done anything, man. I just feel like he could be a really good number two receiver. Yeah, that's what I thought too for a long time, and then I just. So I you're thinking it. like sell? He might fall in the category of like sell high right now because he is the number one and get out, get what you can for him. Absolutely. But man. what could you get for Robert Woods? Anything, bro. Probably a third round pick. I'm fine with that. All right, so now I'm, you know what I'm cool with: getting a third round pick, flipping it to a 2017 rookie, and just pick another wide receiver in that third round with that pick, like literally whatever wide receiver, and just hope for the best. Hmm. I'm 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 cooler with that than than riding the Robert Woods wave. So I, mean, yeah. I always kind of like felt in the back of my mind Robert Woods is going to be kind of like not good, but kind of like. Like deep down in that place where you don't really like talking like about borderline wide receiver three, yeah, like just somebody that you could spot start. But really, he's just going to be like a borderline wide receiver five or six. Ooh, that's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. That's what he is, though. Okay, we won't spend that much time on. I mean, and to me, like a a guy that's a borderline wide receiver five six to me is like wasting a roster spot. Okay, I'm about to blow your socks off. Blow them off. Knock your socks off. I told you I'm not good with these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the fan your socks off? <laughs> Come out, little piggy. Um, sell high. Sell Are you ready high. for this? Yeah, okay. You're call me stupid. We're back to the sell high. Odell Beckham. You're stupid. Okay. Uh huh. But listen, this isn't a sell high because he's bad. It's just he's a number one overall dynasty player. All right? Yeah. Number one overall. Now, I've never once had him as my number one overall dynasty player in my rankings. He's never surpassed Julio. He's never surpassed Antonio Brown for me. But the guy so is number Julio, one. So Julio, 27, Antonio Brown, 28, Odell Beckham, 24. I just wanted to read that off before you got too far into your rant. No, that's uh, no age is definitely a number. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> that's man. a fact. Right? Age ain't nothing but a number. And listen, Odell Beckham is good. All right, he's really good. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy that was potentially number one overall going into the year. What? Where is he at right now in in fantasy right, like points? Where is he at in fantasy points right now? What number is it? I don't know. He's definitely had a, a down start to the season. He's number nine. Okay. Okay. He's right behind Michael Crab. He's right behind Larry Fitzgerald. He's behind Michael Crabtree. These are just, Hilton. just wide receiver rankings. Just wide receiver and rankings. And they're P- PPR, just wide receiver. PPR. Okay. He's two. He has two more points than Terrell Pryor. He has five more points than than Michael Thomas, the rookie. All uh-huh. right. Okay. So, and here, and I guess, and listen, this is only sell if you can get like really good. I just feel like if you ever have the number one overall dynasty player, 
that people will overpay for that guy. So what I'm th- saying is if you can get back, say you can get back like Amari Cooper and something else. Okay. Like maybe not even a pick because maybe you don't want to gamble on the pick, but if you can get back Amari Cooper, who has more fantasy points right now than Odell Beckham, uh, Amari Cooper's a stud. Amari Cooper is only, um, I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty young too. Amari Cooper is 22, so he's two years younger than that. But if you can get if you can get just a little bit younger and then get a player back in return and maybe a draft pick, maybe you get like Amari Cooper, something else, and a draft, like a third-round pick. I mean, in this highly unlikely scenario where the, the Amari Cooper owner is going to see Odell Beckham and go, oh, my God, I want to give you <laughs> Amari Cooper and something else for, I mean, like. Okay, maybe not. But something along those lines. Okay. It, it, this is, that's why these kind of trades, like, never end up happening. Like, that, that's why these guys never end up getting moved because w- the price to move these guys, the, guy, the, the other person doesn't want to give it up. I feel like people overpay. I see this stuff all the time when I see people that want to overpay for the number one. I'm just saying. If I had Odell Beckham, I wouldn't. I would just. This isn't like you must sell. I would just be willing to explore my options. He's the kind of player that I'm willing to explore my options on. Okay. He's kind of a head case. You don't trust him, basically, is what the problem is. I don't trust him. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, I don't. It's not like I think. I think he's gonna be good for a while. I just see the potential there of something. Like I can see him being like a wide receiver, like the fantasy receiver number eight, for like multiple years you know what i mean not the top five guy with a sporadic number three number four finish around there i could always see somebody doing a little bit better than odell um Sterling shepherd there that's going to help you know he's only gonna get better as well i'm just saying i'd be willing to explore my options on odell beckham all right you're not you own them i own them i'm not well, yeah, exploring well, my options that's the way you operate if you own somebody on your dynasty nerds team you don't they're they're like your own children they're like my little babies yeah. Hey, I'm thinking of selling Odell Beckham. Blasphemy. They're the good ones are like my babies. <laughs> Everyone else is for sale. I would I would just see if somebody's willing to overpay. That's it. Like obviously you have to overpay, but usually for the number one overall player, people are willing to overpay. Okay. That's my uh, case. I, I got your case. Um I overruled it with a no. <laughs> overruled. <laughs> uh, so okay. Okay, so what about a guy that I mentioned in this that he's got more points to by a couple that I'd say buy low on, which is not really a buy low because the guy's a stud, but Michael Thomas, rookie. Michael Thomas. I, I mean, I, Saints. I think for, um, I think he's doing great. I mean, if you want to talk about how, how good he's doing for a rookie, that's, I mean, he's doing amazing. He's ADP of 46. I don't think it's a, a... Right behind Michael Floyd. I understand that, you know, ADP is, is what it is, but for rookies, I think there's, it's different. You're not going to be able to move him for the same price that you would be able to move him for Michael Floyd. There's a oh, certain, sure there's a, there's a certain amount of expectation that he, his value is going to go up in the future. So they're not, they're going to base it off of his, their perceived future value of the guy more if, so than the, the, the value right now of that player. Would you give, say you have, say you know you're going to have the second or third overall pick in a rookie draft next year. Would you give that up for Michael Thomas? I mean, I would without literally without hesitation, I would do it. Okay. I I think no, but 
probably just because the second or third you're going to get a probably a, a really good stud running back, which I to me I value more than any wide most any wide receiver. Really? Yeah. So you'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott than DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, hundred percent of the time. And would you rather have Julio Jones or Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott. It's it's a Odell Beckham or Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. It, it's it's a supply and demand thing for me. The supply okay. of stud running backs is so low. Okay. The supply of stud wide receivers or wide receiver ones, or guys that potentially could be wide receiver ones, is is a it's a much bigger pool. So if if you think you can get one of these stud um running backs, I think you have and to. Zeke's only twenty one. I think you have to make it for Zeke. I I mean I would I would give up any one of my team for Zeke. Yeah, I would really? give, I, I would give up Odell Beckham in a heartbeat for Zeke. Really? Yeah, because wow. you because I can replace I can replace Odell. You can replace Zeke. Not really. Hmm, that's interesting. We should dive into that in the later episodes. Sure, I completely can. disagree. Like I love Zeke more than anything. I have an auto, I have his jersey hanging in my house. That, that, I love him. Yeah. My, one of my all-time favorite Buckeyes. But I don't know if I can give up a top-tier young receiver for him. Because, again, I think running backs are too replaceable. I get what you're saying, like long-term A long-term running stud running back is irreplaceable. Which is nice to have where you don't have to fill that void at running back. But, again, it's easy to fill. But it totally kind of plays what we say about building around young receivers. Every once in a while, there's an exception to the rule. You're off your rocker today. I don't where we're going with this. Okay, so that's how you feel about Michael Thomas. I completely disagree. I would give that up in a second. I think Michael Tom 